Whenever I do videos and I see, you know, somebody saying, oh my God, I couldn't figure out how to use this. And now after watching your video, I now understand, or, you know, they're thankful and appreciative of the content that I put out. I realize that that's what I can do to give back in terms of um, video is concerned. And that's what it's done for me as well. It's made me realize that um, I do belong. Hi and welcome back to Video Talks. My name's Andy Greenhouse and I'm your host uh, for Video Talks, which is the podcast which talks to creators, commissioners and everyone in between about the business of video. If you've just got here, then um, you'll probably won't realise that this is part two of my interview with Edie Clark, who is a YouTube expert. So if you want to check out part one first, uh, that's on episode 17. The show notes for that are on videotalks.co forward slash 17. If you'd like to connect on Instagram, I'm at andy.greenhouse and also uh, the podcast is Video Talks Podcast. So would be great to hear from you on there. And we're always up for uh, getting connected with people who are small businesses or filmmakers, videographers, anyone who's in the video space, basically. And of course, if you're here for the first time, please hit subscribe and we can keep these episodes coming into your feed. In the meantime, let's get back into part two of this interview with Edie Clark. In this episode, she delves into the power of personalized video, her favorite dictation tools, why you should start with one platform first, and also her productivity tools and tips. So keep listening and uh, you'll get a lot of value out of this one. Run VT. Okay, Edie, this podcast is called Video Talks. So please give our audience an insight of how moving image has worked for you and your business. Um, I think the way that it has worked for me, I, I, in all honesty, I wasn't utilizing it as much as I should. Um, because of that imposter syndrome issue that I had when I first um, started out. But it has made an impact in my business in terms of, particularly from the standpoint of YouTube, it actually helped me realize that I could actually speak to a specific audience that could only learn from me. And that that then made me realize that I was not an imposter, that I actually was qualified to be here. And I'm always, I get really happy whenever I go onto my YouTube channel and I see the responses to the content that I create because I, for the most part, I specialize in creating um, tutorial videos on platforms, softwares, and apps that will allow you to either market your business using video or create uh, content, um, video content. And so I realized a long time ago that, you know, sometimes things come easier to me than they do to other people. And this would be a great way for me to sort of help and educate. And whenever I do videos and I see, you know, somebody saying, oh, my God, I couldn't figure out how to use this. And now after watching your video, I now understand or, you know, 
they're thankful and appreciative of the content that I put out, I realize that that's what I can do to give back in terms of um, video is concerned. And that's what it's done for me as well. It's made me realize that um, I do belong. Um, I really like your phrase that you use on your website. I like the phrase invisible to influencer. Mm -hmm. There's a, yeah, there's a sentence on, on part of your site, which is an entrepreneur. So are you one of these people, an entrepreneur who is ready to overcome your fear of being invisible in their business? I think that probably talks to a lot of people because, mm -hmm. and that, and actually that's one of the reasons why you're kind of, why you champion the fact that you must have video in your mm -hmm. business. Um, due to um, the kind of increase in in streaming speeds, like, you mm -hmm. know, originally 3G, then 4G right. and 5G, 5G. Mm -hmm. um, has that been influential, influential in the rise of companies using or businesses or entrepreneurs using video um, as it gets, well, I guess, and as the tools become more video savvy. So we had, you know, we had Vine for five right. minutes, <laughs> um, six seconds. Um, we had, well, we've still got Periscope, haven't we? But where, where's that gone? I believe so. I don't watch it anymore, but yeah, I think so. Periscope, Meerkat, you know, Snapchat. Right. Obviously, Instagram has basically vacuumed up all right. the features that all of those things had mm -hmm. and gone, oh, we have more money and more reach, so we'll have that and you can just disappear. Right. Um, obviously, it's mainstream. You know, my daughter, who's 10, is uh, she was wanting to open a third TikTok account. And <laughs> I was like, why, why have you even got two TikTok accounts? <laughs> so, so um, it's, yeah, it literally is the masses it's everywhere right um my original question yes uh was have you seen you know it's have you seen a kind of um a rise of of uh, i guess people re being ready and businesses being ready to embrace video and you know in in your kind of personal connection world i suppose yes well how's how's the industry changed sorry my question is probably longer than <laughs> it needed to be well i've definitely seen an increase in people being more willing to accept it and to embrace it um they may not know exactly how they have to go about doing that but but they definitely embraced it um it's not as hard of a sell if you will um, in comparison to what it was like when I first started, it was literally like twisting someone's arm to get them to recognize that they needed to do video. Now it's just a matter of, okay, well, which, which platform should I be focusing on? And it all is based at the end of the day on, on who their, their audience is. That's where you're going to go. Um, there are people that are out there that like, um, Gary Vaynerchuk, who believes in being on every single platform. And that's great if you have a team that can help you with that. But if you're a solopreneur, which is who I tend to work with, um, it's hard because I've tried to do it myself to be on multiple platforms. And it's just, you know, you're, you're sending yourself crazy. So I would focus on just one. But the way that I've, in addition to seeing that there's definitely been an increase in people being open-minded enough to... Um, do video and they've done it themselves a lot of times through live streaming. I think live streaming was a game changer 
for a lot of people who were apprehensive, as weird as that may seem, um, about doing video. They seem to to warm up to live streaming a little bit more. And I'm not sure um, why that is, but that definitely sort of opened the door a little bit more for them being willing to do um, pre-recorded videos. But what I've seen overall in terms of, you know, I started my business in 2012 and in comparison to how things started when I um, first started my, my business, I've seen it grow in terms of how you can create videos. When I started, obviously you could record yourself and, you know, HD webcams were um, plentiful enough. I mean, for the most part, laptops all came with built-in cameras. You know, some people were using external, kind of, you were like it if you were using an external webcam back then. Uh, For the most part, people were using the built-in ones. Um, But, you know, so people were using that to create videos. People were not so much using their phones as often, but they certainly were willing to go out and buy um, DCLS, uh, DSLRs in order to create um, videos. But... And, and also one of the things that was being done and heavily was creating videos where you didn't have to be in the video. So people were creating videos either using PowerPoint or they were using things like Camtasia, which allowed you to record your screen. Well, since then, Camtasia used to be like it. And since then, there are a myriad of uh, computer screen recording software programs that range from $0 to, I think Camtasia still is probably the most expensive um, in order for you to create videos. And then you graduated to being able to not only record directly on your phone without using an app to record it, but you could also edit and edit really nicely on your phones. I don't have the eyesight for that, but more power to the people who can. Then you, um, you know, it, they made it easier for you to share your videos on, um, your emails, you know, by embedding them, you know, when, when Loom came out, um, which for those of you who don't know what Loom is, it's, it's a screen recording, um, software program that actually is either a Chrome extension or it's a desktop app that they um, enable you to record your screen. You can record yourself and your screen, or you can just record yourself. But what they do is they make it super easy for you to share it directly on social media or even on your Gmail, preferably if you have a Gmail account. And it um, they embed the thumbnail, and now they have a GIF thumbnail um, so that you can share that video. They made that super easy because up until then, they were standalone companies that you had to purchase the software in order to create video emails that would go in your email. So now that's just, you know, a little bit more easier. And then in came AI and you could create videos without really doing that much. I mean, there are platforms out there like Wibbits and Lumens 5 and and, uh, InVideo that you can just punch in the link for your blog and they can take that information and turn it into a friggin' video, you know? So it's, we've changed and grown so much with the way that we can create videos. You can do interactive videos where you can have the audience and, and 
video, especially on YouTube, is all about engaging the audience. You want them to participate. So interactive video is just even, you know, tenfold better than that because you get to, the viewer gets to dictate what direction they're going in. So who wouldn't want that? And then obviously there's also personalized videos where somebody lands on your video and it says, hi, Andy, you know, thanks for being here, Andy. And it's like, how do they know my information? So, I mean, we're, we're, it's grown by leaps and bounds and it's changing constantly. And I can't wait to see where it goes in the future because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I think it, it feels like even in the last kind of three years, it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fr- exploded. Yeah. And yeah. there's, there's something for this, something for this, mm-hmm. something for this. Yeah. Um, it's not just one thing fits all. Yeah. I mean, talking to film, filmmakers, the same is happening in film, you know, with virtual production and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. It's going to be an interesting space. I know. Well, it already is. So good one to be in, I yeah. guess. Um, that's that's brilliant. I think I think you encapsulated the last probably fifteen years <laughs> of uh, video creation just in that beautiful yeah. sort of chronology there. Um, nice one. Okay, so uh, business of video. Uh, your personal business mm-hmm. do you have um particular kind of favorite tools and tips for productivity um i say work life balance i think it's it's quite elusive but um you know things that help with that and motivation that kind of thing you know your kind of personal habits mm. um my favorite tool for productivity uh is trello Um, I've been using Trello for a number of years, but didn't seriously start utilizing it in my business, not only for myself, but for my clients until, um, probably the past year. And so that really keeps me on track. It keeps me, um, organized in a manner where my clients and I both know where we stand in terms of the stages of what um, work it is that that needs to get done. Because everything I do, I don't do just one isolated thing for my clients. I do a myriad of things. And so they need to know um, where work is done um, through the stages as it goes through. And it's a great communication um, tool for me as well. Um, other tools that I like that actually make productivity in terms of creating content um, easier are I can't stand sitting down at my desk and typing out anything, whether it's an email or if especially if if, um, if it's a blog post. And so I'm always looking for dictation tools and um, or speech to text tools. And I've never been able to find one that would accurately capture my speech. I always had to go back in and spend an inordinate amount of time editing until I came across a a app that I recommend to like everybody (laughs) called Speechy. And it's an app for your phone. And you literally, I've, I've yet to experience, even with my name, I think once I corrected my name, it, it spells my name correctly because um, every time I do a speech to text text tool, it always spells my name just ED. And so this one actually spells it out, but I think it's because I probably put it in there, but it um, accurately 
you know, spits out whatever it is that I'm saying. And then I'm able to then just share that with my Dropbox or wherever. And boom, I have my um, blog or email or whatever it is that I'm writing. And then the other one is when I am creating videos, I like to actually, um, especially if I know that it need to be a finite period of time, I like to actually write my scripts out. So I also utilize a app that I can use on my phone that allows me to turn my phone into um, a video teleprompter. I am a proponent in my business of using the same kind of equipment that my clients have access to. And so the vast majority of my clients are not going to go out and buy a Canon or, you know, a Minolta, whatever, in order to, you know, film themselves. So they're going to use what they have. And more often than not, we have the latest iPhone or, you know, Android or what have you, or we all have HD webcams. So that's what I use um, as well. And so one of the tools that I'll give I'll recommend to them is a tool called Extempore, which allows you to, you can craft your script on your computer on their web platform. And then that automatically gets transferred over to their app on their, on your phone. And then you can turn that into a teleprompter as you're filming yourself. So I tend to use uh, video teleprompter apps on my phone just so that I can be able to succinctly say what it is that I need to say and not have to stray. And because I'm one of those people that can kind of babble on for a long period of time if I don't have um, some structure there. Um, in terms of work life balance, it's important for me to, you know, when I first started my business, I came from the nine to five world. And so I kind of kept that when I started my business, but then it actually expanded over to my weekends. So when I first started working um, from home, I was probably working about six, if not seven days a week. And over the years, I've just said, nope, I can't do that anymore because that's just going to you know, kill me. Um, so I only work four days a week. Wednesdays are my off day during the week. And then I don't work on weekends and I book all of my consultations, my remote shoots, everything that I need to do are done on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And I've been able to stick to that for the most part for the past, certainly eight months at least. Um, because sometimes I'll, you know, get whatever. And I'll just decide, oh, I need to do something this weekend. But I'm I'm really um, aggressive now in terms of making sure that I don't, don't do that. So that's the way that I can have a balance. And then pre-COVID, um, it was important for us to travel. And so we would, you know, go to England or um, I'm originally from the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's where I grew up. So we would go down there or we have family in Canada that we will uh, drive to. New York is not only like an a eight, nine hour drive to Canada. So we like to take mini road trips. And so that's important for me because just being away from work is important in terms of it just, it's just healthier. It allows me to think clearly. I can come up, I usually come up with really good ideas and different directions that I want to take my business in once I'm able to just step away from the day-to-day life. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, definitely important to switch off. Mm-hmm. 
literally switch that video yeah. off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get ins- inspiration being in different areas, don't mm-hmm. you? Different places, different locations. Um, do you have do you have any kind of any tips for people who want to market themselves? Um, I know you're obviously talking about YouTube mm-hmm. as a as a channel um, and you know optimizing that, but do you have uh, any anything specific that comes to mind? You know, techniques that people can use to market their their own um, business or themselves. Um, one of the things that I tend to uh, recommend, and I like getting them, is especially because I'm all about LinkedIn nowadays. So everything I'm going to be talking about is more specific to LinkedIn. Is um, using video to introduce yourself to someone on LinkedIn. Whenever I get a video introduction, I'm like, that's so cool that they did that. It's just such a great way for people to get to know you a little bit better. And um, it's not as stressful for some people. They don't want to put a video out for the world to see because they're just, you know, they're in their head too much. But if you only know that one person's going to see it, you're more open. And the other um, is using video through using an app like Loom, which, you know, when I first started to uh, learn about it and I would recommend it to other people, I would say, you know, this is a great way. The way that I use this, if anybody sends me an email and um, my clients are, you know, usually sending me emails, I don't understand this. What did you mean by blah, blah, blah? Or I'm on this website and I don't, I can't figure out how to do whatever. I respond with a Loom video. And so that to me, it's not going out to the masses. It's not going on YouTube. It's not going on social media. It's only going to that one person. And so that's more personal videos. That is also a trend that's happening um, where people are receiving that. And it's a great way for them to get to know you and to get to trust that you are knowledgeable in what you're doing, as opposed to putting the videos up in public. I think that's like, if somebody needed a baby step, that's the baby step that I would recommend that they take is to do something um, like that. Cause that definitely I think would work. That's great. I think I missed a trick with not sending you a video message <laughs> on LinkedIn, right? Well, I didn't send you back one either. So I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was reaching out. So, I mean, I, it's probably my job to, to do that personal thing. But yeah, I mean, I, I think um, for me recently, doing the podcast and, uh, and another project that I'm, I'm doing, I feel I felt like I had to put myself in front of the camera and it's, it wasn't a you know, comfortable place to, to be really, Mm -hmm. but going through the process of, you know, talking in in a mic and doing this general thing, it just, it does get you over those insecurities, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Because you become used to seeing your image and listening to your own voice. And even if you don't like your own voice, you just become kind of accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. So it is just by doing, isn't it? Like with everything, you get over your fear by doing it. Um, speechy sounds amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely try that out. I love it. Yeah. I believe there's a, there's a video on your, um, YouTube channel Mm -hmm. that is, uh, how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I I know that's quite a recent, I think, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. It was a couple of months ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, Virtually in sync. 
So the same as your company. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, this brings us to our scrub forward quick fire round. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't want to answer any questions, just say scrub. Okay. So uh, video nasty. What's the worst habit you see people practice in video? Um, two things. One, they don't uh, concern themselves with what their background looks like. And the second... <laughs> <laughs> I need some logos. I, uh, um, and the second is that they will uh, upload their videos to YouTube, but they really don't pay attention to their actual YouTube channel. So the channel isn't um, designed for welcoming new people. Great. VR, AR, or mixed R? Truth be told, I'm not into any of them. And I, I, I've experienced a VR uh, summit recently and didn't really care for it. So uh, I'd have to say none. What techniques and software? Obviously, you covered quite a lot of software, um, but anything that you haven't covered? Well, I guess when it comes to... Um, Recording yourself, especially if you don't have a lot of money to go out and, and buy equipment and things of that nature. Ring lights definitely are key because they double as a tripod for your phone, as well as they provide the lighting that only, however, works if you do not wear glasses. Um, however, for me, I find that soft box lights are best and they usually can run you about a hundred, 150 bucks or so. So if you do wear glasses, unfortunately, a ring light is not going to be a good option for you. So at least I haven't found it to be. I don't know how to position the ring light so that it's not glaring in my glasses. Um, so I recommend to people to get um, softbox lights, which I have. I have two here. They're not on, but I have them here to. Uh, yeah. So that's what I would I would probably recommend. Um, play, pause, stop. Uh, one thing you always do, one thing you sometimes do, one thing you should never do. One thing you should always do is be consistent with creating content for YouTube. Um, I sometimes actually appear in my videos and I don't think it's necessary that you always have to be in your videos if you want to sort of split it where sometimes you do videos where there's nothing, just your voice and then others that you do yourself. And something that you should never do is you should never create videos without knowing that the content is needed. You should always do your research first. That is brilliant. Three great answers. Um, okay, what's next for brands, businesses, and video? When it comes to video, definitely... Uh, personalizing and uh, using interactive videos is the next level where it's going to impact how people view your content and um, how they're able to engage with it. And uh, I don't think that enough people are using it yet. Um, I think I would say personalized videos and interactive videos are probably from a consumer standpoint, um, maybe only about a year old, um, bigger fortune 500 companies have been using them, uh, for quite some time because it was at that time really pricey 
to create them, but now they're, they're much more affordable. So I think that that's definitely a direction that, um, we're going to see more videos in. And I think AI is going to, uh, definitely play a larger role in terms of, um, being able to create content a lot quicker. Um, there's already platforms that are out there that are making it super easy because I think they've recognized that everybody that has to create videos is not innately a person who comes from a video background. So, um, one of the headaches that a lot of people usually have is video editing. And there are a lot of platforms that are out there. You don't need to know anything about video editing and you can create a video. So I think that that's going to be, um, certainly more prevalent moving forward as well. Um, okay. Well, uh, what's, and what's next for you personally? For me, I definitely want to expand on my remote video creation services. And then in the next, I'm going to probably in this next quarter, I'm going to really seriously sit down and create some sort of a training or program or membership or, you know, something where, um, clients that can't afford my price point can at least get the knowledge of how they can do things on their own and all of the different types of platforms that they'll be able to use. And they'll have tutorial videos and support that will help them be able to do that. Cause I love if I can work one-on-one with clients that actually brings me a lot of joy, but I know that that's not feasible if I want to, um, be able to sustain this business. So I know that at some point I need to put it on automatic, if you will, and then just pop in every now and again. So if I have a program or some sort of a membership, I do still want to be a part of it where I'm able to come in and be there, not just answering on text, but actually be in the environment so that I can help um, future prospective entrepreneurs who are trying to use videos in order to build their influence and and become visible that uh, kind of ties up my question what's your kind of ultimate goal 10 10 years time i'm going to i'm a proponent of um, having multiple streams of income and not being solely dependent on one thing um, so I do not want to be working in 10 years and I will either sell off my company or, you know, still be involved in some sort of cursory manner. Um, I want to travel. I want to, you know, I am from the Virgin Islands. I want to go back and build up my mother's house and buy property and do things in other places and just invest in other uh, entities and also be more available to do the things that I really love. I, I have a passion project that has never quite gotten off the ground because I've never had the time that I want to really focus in on it. And it's to uh, work on an animated film um, that actually was born out of when I was working at Sony Pictures Imageworks. And I came up with an idea for a storyline and um, it's developed into, uh, you know, an idea that I think is worth creating and I have not seen yet. I keep praying that I don't see a new animated movie come out with my (laughs) 
theme, but I don't think that they will. But um, um, if you could see my office, I'm actually, I have the uh, script ideas up on post-its on my wall. So that's some, something that I want to spend really good time, really focusing on and developing and creating. Cause I've always, my passion when I, when I started, um, which my dream was from when I was in high school to create videos, um, primarily TV shows or films. And, um, and that's always been in me. And I, you know, like to have my videos or my content have a little bit of an educational slant to it. So the animated movie is actually more about sort of related to climate change. And it's um, centered on where I grew up in the Virgin Islands and the effects that it's had on there. And then there are other TV show ideas that I've had that are more historical because I'm also one of my passion projects too, is I love researching my genealogy. So it's kind of, you know, combining the things that I love the most. And that's something that I want to spend time doing. And so in 10 years time, that's what I really want to be focused on. Hopefully my animated movie will get done before then though. Love that. Brilliant. Yeah. Look out for it. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Well, it's been really, it's been brilliant talking to you. How do people connect with you? They can find me. I'm primarily on LinkedIn now. Um, so it's LinkedIn and my, uh, I guess ID is virtually in sync. My website is edclark.com. Um, and I'm also on Facebook, just not as often. Um, so the best way to connect with me would be through LinkedIn. And then obviously, if you want to sign up or subscribe on my YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com. And my channel is actually virtually in sync underscore one, the number one. And I always post new videos every week and they're for the most part, tutorial videos on different types of apps and platforms and software programs. Well, I'll be checking it out definitely. Yay. Um, speechy. speechy. <laughs> just, just, you should have an affiliate link. I know, speechy. if only. Um, yeah, it's been great. Really good. Really great. Really educational. Thanks so much Thanks. Um, for giving us your insights into all, you know, your kind of knowledge base about YouTube and marketing, video marketing and all that stuff. Um, and we hopefully will catch up with you, obviously, when, you know, you release your movie, mm-hmm. clearly. <laughs> um, but if you're over in, you know, if you're over in the UK, just give us a shout. Oh, It'd most be definitely. Nice to- most Grab definitely. a coffee wherever yes. you are. Yes, thank you um, so much. So, Edie Clark, thanks for talking video. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Cheers. Take care. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Edie Clark. Thanks so much, Edie. Uh, brilliant to spend time talking with you about all things YouTube and video related. Um, if you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe and we can keep these episodes coming in. Um, Hopefully you'll come back and listen to more. You can get the show notes for this episode on videotalks.co forward slash 17. And don't forget uh, the first part, if you've listened to the second part, this is the second part. First part is episode 17, just in case you did it the other way around. Doesn't matter. There's no rules in podcasting. And don't forget to get in touch via Instagram or LinkedIn. 
Instagram is Video Talks Podcast or Andy.Greenhouse. And my LinkedIn is Andy Greenhouse. So yeah, love to connect with um, anyone in the space. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review. Um, obviously subscribe, but leave a review as well if you really like what you hear. Um, and we'll give you a mention on the next episode. Thanks so much. Um, and I'll see you on the next one. Take it easy. Yeah.